Hi, this is Alana Terry, and you are listening to Season 6 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. The audiobook for this season was voted on by our Patreon community at patreon.com slash Terry, where for as little as $3 a month, you can get free ebooks and audiobooks, and all the money that we raise is being donated to Liberty in North Korea and their Underground Railroad for Refugees. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is being sponsored by my newest thriller, Save Me Once, which is the story of a mother trying to bring home her lost little girl. And today, our Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook that we're listening to is Frost Heaves, an Alaskan refuge Christian suspense novel by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. I hope you enjoy it. Chapter 31 See you later, kiddo. Ben gave one of Des's cornrows a playful tug. Don't you be giving that doctor a hard time, you hear? Okay, officer. He leaned down and smiled at her. Hey, you know what? After all we've been through together, you don't have to call me officer. You can just call me Ben. That's Mr. Ben, Jade added more sternly than she needed to. She turned to him and softened her voice. Thanks again for all you've done. Hey, no problem. That's what I'm here for. He dusted off the front of his perfectly pressed uniform in a gesture that was surprisingly endearing. Jade tried to figure out what else she could tell the man who helped save her and her daughter's life. How are you getting back to Glen Allen? It wasn't quite what she meant to say, but at least it was something... Pastor Reggie and his family are flying in from their vacation this afternoon. I'll hitch a ride back with them. Jade set her hand on her daughter's gurney. Well, I guess I better go. We've got to get this little girl warmed up. Don't forget to let the doctors take care of you, too, Ben added, scratching at his cheek. Jade nodded. Okay. Okay. She turned to follow the paramedics, then stopped. Oh, Ben? Yeah? Since you're gonna be around town for a little bit, come on by once we get settled in. I can text you what room we're in. A smile broke across his face, and Jade realized how tired he looked. That'd be great. I think they have reclining chairs in there, too. You know, if you needed a place to crash for a few hours. I may take you up on that. The paramedics had already started to wheel the stretcher down a brightly lit hallway. You better go. Ben raised a hand to signal goodbye. Jade tilted up her chin, a wave with her head. See you around. She hurried to catch up with the paramedics. It was time to focus on her daughter. Chapter 32 After a thorough exam in the ER, a nurse finally led Jade and Des to the children's wing of the hospital. Jade was fine, just like she told every single trooper and paramedic who wanted her to get checked out, but the doctor thought Des could benefit from warm saline through an IV. We could do it here in the ER, he said, but frankly the pediatric nurses are better equipped at handling such little veins and I think you'd both be more comfortable. It wasn't difficult for Jade to agree. The transfer to the children's area was time-consuming, but the nurses on the children's floor were fabulous, and they kept Des distracted enough while putting in the IV 
that she hardly fussed at all. How long do I got to keep this in? Des asked. Jade yanked Des's free hand to keep her from scratching the sight. It'll probably just be a few hours. They want to make sure your temperature goes up, and they think you need your rest, which you do. But I'm not tired. That's because you like being the center of attention. Des pouted. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I saw the way you were hamming it up for Officer Ben. He told me to call him Mr. Ben. Well, as long as you're under my roof, you're calling him Officer. I'm not under your roof right now. Stop being smart with me. I thought it was a good thing to be smart. Jade reached her hand under Dez's pile of blankets to tickle her daughter's ribs. Too smart for your own good, that's what you are. Dez giggled, then her face grew more serious. Mama? Yeah, baby. That church lady, do you think she would have killed you? What makes you say that? Dez's whole body heaved as she let out a sigh. I was just thinking, that's all. I guess it's good you shot them both, huh? No, baby, it's not good. I just did what I had to do. Are you going to get in trouble for it? Is Officer Ben going to have to arrest you? What? No. They know I did what I had to do to protect my little girl. That's not against the law. Dez's face twisted. What are you thinking, baby? Tell me. Did you want to kill them, Mama? Were you mad at them for what they did to us and that's why you killed them? Jade reached toward her daughter and held her while she started to cry. No, baby, it wasn't like that at all. So it wasn't the demons that made you do it? What? Jade pulled back just long enough to look her daughter in the eyes. No, of course not. You listen to me. Demons are real, but they don't have any power besides what God gives them, and nobody can make you do anything that goes against God's rules. Not even the devil? Not even the devil. I know what happened to us was scary. I'm glad it's over, but it's still really bad that those two people ended up getting shot. God tells mommies and daddies to take care of their kids just like he tells people like Officer Ben to take care of regular folks like you and me. Do you like Officer Ben, Mama? Jade shrugged, but didn't meet her daughter's eyes. Sure, I like him. He's a very nice man and good at what he does. Would you ever want him to be your boyfriend? Jade couldn't keep in her laugh. It felt good to have her daughter talking to her about something as innocent as dating and crushes. What? Of course not. Why? Do you want him to be your boyfriend? Des giggled. Tell you what. Jade picked up the blankets the hospital staff had given her. Why don't you scoot over in that bed? Because these nurses must think you're the size of a baby elephant giving you all this extra room. What are you doing, Mama? I'm getting up here and cuddling my baby. That's what I'm doing. Dez's eyes widened. Are you allowed to do that? Am I allowed? What do you mean? Are you my child? Did I give birth to you? Do I hug you and feed you and tell you I love you every single day of your life? Yeah. 
Well then, I guess that makes you my baby, and I just happen to think that it's time to snuggle with my baby. Is that all right with you? Des scooted over in the bed. I suppose. Well, thank you very much, Your Highness. Jade gave Des one last round of tickles, and then got busy adjusting the two of them under the blankets. We'll stay warmer like this, you know. Des let out a snort. Want to hear what I think? What do you think, baby? I think it's just that you don't want to sleep in that chair all by yourself. I think you're too scared. You know what, baby? No, what? You're a very smart girl. Have I ever told you that? Jade propped herself up on her elbow long enough to watch Des roll her eyes. Only, like, every day. Jade kissed her daughter on the forehead one more time, snuggled up a little closer, and soon was fast asleep. Chapter 33 Good morning, sunshine. Jade groaned at the chipper, perky voice that interrupted her perfectly sound nap. What time is it? She blinked at a young woman wearing smiley face scrubs. Nurse Happy pushed a few buttons on the few different monitors and pulled out a thermometer. Time for a temperature reading, she announced in a sing-song voice. Jade untangled herself from the blankets and landed back in the reclining chair. She certainly wouldn't win any points for being graceful, but she was far more concerned about the numbers on the thermometer than she was about anything else. How's she doing? The nurse frowned. 96.8, still not quite as high as we'd like. She reached over Des and massaged the IV bag. It's probably time to get this warmed up again. How are you feeling, sunshine? Des blinked up at her. What are you doing? Jade was about to remind her daughter to mind her manners, but the nurse was apparently running on multiple shots from Starbucks and was more talkative than Des at her most energetic. We're just checking your temperature. Want to make sure you're strong and healthy so you can go home today. Did you sleep well? Des shrugged. Mom was snoring in my ear. What? I was not. Yes, you were. You snore all the time. I heard that. Jade started at the voice and looked over to see Ben standing in the doorway. It was the first time she'd seen him out of his trooper uniform. He looked casual and nice. Jade wondered where he got the change in clothes. Can I come in? he asked. The nurse slipped past him with a cheerful, just holler if you need anything, and bustled out of the room. Ben walked up to Dez's bedside and set down a shopping bag by her pillow. How'd you sleep, kiddo? What's this? she asked. Is it for me? Desiree Rose Jackson, Jade snapped. Your mama taught you better than that. Where are your manners? Des looked at Jade sheepishly. Sorry. She turned back to Ben. What's in the bag, officer? He laughed. Open it and see. Des reached over with her arm and pulled out some word searches and animal fact books. I figured a smart girl like you would want something to read while you were stuck in bed, Ben said with a smile. Des frowned. I don't know how to read. Jade crossed her arms. Did that nurse put rude juice in your IV or something? 
she demanded. When someone gives you a gift, she said sternly, you tell them thank you. Thank you, Des muttered. What'd you say? Jade pressed. Thank you, officer. Jade let out her breath. That's better. Ben leaned toward Jade. So how's the patient doing? Jade met his gaze with a smile, still as stubborn and ornery as ever. I think you mean bright and charming, don't you? he asked, winking at Des. Right, Jade agreed with a slight rolling of her eyes. That's what I meant. Ben sat down on one of the stools and stretched out his legs. Well, I'm glad to know you're both safe. Any word on how long they're keeping her here? We just woke up, Jade admitted. But from what everyone was saying, we should be released by the afternoon, I'd imagine. Need a ride back to Glen Allen? Do you have room? Ben nodded. I already texted Reggie. He said they've got enough seats for us all. If you're sure it's no trouble. Not at all. Jade licked her lips, suddenly uncertain what she should be doing with her hands. Would you like a coffee? Ben asked after a torturous silence. That would be wonderful. He stood back up. Got it. Any special way you like it? Strong and black, Des answered for her, and Jade grimaced when she suspected what her daughter was going to say next. Just like she likes her men. Desiree Rose Jackson, Jade hissed. Des shrugged her shoulders. What? That's what you always say when you make yourself coffee at the daycare, because the coffee maker we've got at home's broke. It's a joke, and something that's not fit to be repeated, especially not in front of... She glanced at Ben, who was standing in the doorway, trying not to laugh. Never mind, but you best start remembering your manners, or I swear with this policeman as my witness, I'll tan your hide. Des rolled her eyes. No, you won't. You're just saying that. Well, I mean it this time, Jade grumbled, her face still hot with embarrassment. Ben cleared his throat. All right, I'll be back in a few minutes with some coffee. He met Jade's eyes and gave her a grin that only deepened her flush. No cream, no sugar, just the way God made it. I'm sorry, Jade sighed. He laughed. Don't worry about it. I like a girl who speaks her mind. He tousled Dez's hair again. Watch out for your mom while I'm gone. Don't let her get into any trouble. I won't. Des grinned widely. Ben gave Jade a small wave. See you soon. Take your time. She watched him leave, staring at the empty doorframe until her daughter interrupted with, Mama? What, baby? Why do you got that goofy grin on your face? Is it because Ben's getting you a coffee? Does that mean the hot policeman likes you? Jade snapped her head around. What did you call him? Oops, I forgot. I mean, Officer Ben, you were staring at him like this. Des tilted her head to the side, clasped her hands beneath her chin, and batted her eyelashes. What? Jade tried to sound upset, but couldn't hide her laughter. I was not. Yes, you were. Is it because you think he's hot? Five-year-old girls don't say hot, Jade told her. You can say he's handsome, and I guess he is if you like that strong, athletic type. He's not handsome, Mama. 
He's hot. Desiree Rose Jackson, Jade snapped. Her daughter shrugged. Well, it's true. Jade didn't respond. You're doing it again. Des tilted her head and batted her eyes. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Read your new book, baby. Mama's tired. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. You've been listening to Frost Heaves by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. Today's episode is sponsored by my newest Christian thriller, Save Me Once, about a mother's courageous attempts to do everything in her power to rescue her daughter from a life on the streets. Again, that is Save Me Once by Alana Terry. And I hope you join us again soon for our next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast.